This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Welcome. Big debate tonight. Uh, debate number 23, 27? 100. 100. De- no, no, feel like it's been <laughs> right yeah. uh, i will give you that yeah now it's actually debate four which is actually not that bad uh considering how many candidates you have the problem is of course every debate is two debates so it's really been debate eight mm-hmm. that we've watched mm-hmm. uh seven and eight tonight i plan not to watch the kitty table debate are you going to watch it in a way meaning in a roundabout sort of <laughs> Meaning. No, I mean I, I. Well, I look. I, I mm. like. I like Bobby Jindal. I um, do too. I like Jindal. You know, I, I like Santorum. Yep, I like Santorum. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Christie guy, but I am. I feel like he. He's good at debates. Yeah, he's yes, good at debates, is. and he was not far away from having a shot at breaking out of that as that establishment candidate. And he, this really kills him going into this uh, kitty oh, table yeah. debate because he he seemed like he had a little bit of momentum there. He sure did uh, from the last one, and then. Kitty table debate is not good. I, you know, I really would like to see Bobby Jindal have a breakthrough moment. You know, uh, having some, having that beating up on that field a little bit like Fiorina did in one of those early, uh, the first yeah. kitty table debate, and, and rising up into that that uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know adult table debate. Even harder for him now, though, with Christie at that at that podium next to Bobby Jindal. That's yeah. tough for him to break through that now. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I have some interest in it. I actually also think that you get more out of that debate than you do the second. Yeah, debate. there's only four people. There's only four people. You actually so. hear stuff from them. You actually yeah. see what they believe in and what they plan. The eight person, eight is probably the max where you can actually have a halfway decent debate. Ten and eleven is ridiculous. I mean, it's just stupid. You don't get you get nothing out of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eight is okay. I mean, I think six 
is probably in that you're in that area of like that's legitimate. Like you're getting full um, the full amount you need to get from everybody in that six. Person. I would whittle it down to three, and the three would be Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, Bobby Jindal, and Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio. <laughs> Those are the three. Ted Cruz, Bobby Jindal, Marco Rubio. Those would be the three. Everybody else, go home. That's what I would tell them. If I'm the president, what if I'm the like, head of the GOP, I'm saying, hey, everybody else, go home. What about like Carly Fiorina? She goes home. She's good. She goes home. Uh, what about uh, Rand Paul? He goes, he goes home. home. Rick Santorum? Home. He's sitting home. Donald Trump. I mean, he's leading the poll. He leads every poll that's ever been taken on anything. He goes home. He's got a very special <laughs> place he lives in. It's a very special place. It's a very nice place. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an incredible place uh, where ask- he lives with a very beautiful woman. Uh, I, yes. Melania. Uh-huh. She's a special woman. She's uh, an immigrant. Uh, and it proves he loves immigrants. Uh, she's very special. She's phenomenal. Uh, she's incredible. So I think he goes home to her in their special home. W- are, would you say those are your top three? Rubio, Cruz, Yes. Not, not in that order, but yes. Right. Those three. Not in that, any, any order. Um, yeah. That's interesting. So I don't know if I would put uh, Rubio in my top three. But I, that he's, I mean, they're, you know. I put him on my top three because he can win. Yeah, he's, the, uh, he's the most established. Of the establishment guy guys, with. of yeah. the establishment E or establishment ish guys. He's the one I can palate. He's the one I can take. He's the one I kind of like. I can live with. And I think he can win. Yeah. And so he's my most mainstream guy that I say, yeah, okay. If Ted Cruz falters, can't make it. If Bobby Jindal continues to, you know, uh, flail along, then I can survive with Rubio. So he has to be in there, I think. Um, so everybody else, I tell him to go home. I think uh, John Kasich. Maybe I just install him as president. Here's our nominee, J- John Kasich. He's horrible. <laughs> in every, in every <laughs> he sucks, and he should not be in the debate either of them. No, he's... and it's hard to believe he's still at the at the main debate. Yeah. Can you believe that? Well, he can't believe it. He, right now, you have the. Let's say, let's just say you look at it the way the media looks at it, where you have like kind of establishment and non-establishment. Right now, the non-establishment side has a ton of candidates. You've got, if you're non-establishment, a lot of people think that's Donald Trump. A lot of people would say that's Ben Carson. A lot of people would say that's Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have three people who are up there, not to mention the Rand Pauls and, and uh, Bobby Jindal's maybe <coughs> and a couple of others that you, even, you know, some people would even think Mike Huckabee is in that group. Um, but you, those people, there's a lot, there's mm-hmm. three primetime candidates out of that group. Mm-hmm. On the establishment side, there's one primetime candidate right now, and it's Marco Rubio. I mean, yeah. Jeb Bush, you can't, yeah. uh, right now, you cannot consider him part of that. And outside of that, you have a bunch of other people kind of fighting, but they don't get any, they're not going to get any polling. Jeb is, uh, Jeb uh, is. What I'm, what I'm trying to say about uh, Jeb is that uh, Jeb is, uh, uh, what Jeb is. Yes. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, yeah, your He's brother. My, my brother, and mm-hmm. he is uh, uh, done. <laughs> he's, he's done. I don't know if he's uh, done. But he ain't heavy, because, uh, well, he is heavy. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? Yeah, I think he's fallen off the uh, the paleo or whatever he was doing <laughs> earlier. Uh, but, uh, but he is heavy, and he's done. <laughs> so, so you think he's done? I think he's out. I, I, I think people have, they, they checked him out. They gave him a little bit of a shot, and they've they've discounted him. They're like, okay, I get it. I don't want that. I don't want that. 
if they want somebody along those lines, it's going to be Donald Trump. Donald Trump, because he's not, he's not an establishment guy. He's far more outspoken than Jeb. And what the, what the establishment guys don't understand is the American people are sick and tired of their carefulness. And everybody else is so careful, Trump is not. And that's why he's among the top. Mm. leaders of this thing uh, if you were to say if i were to let me let me uh throw a phrase out there you tell me you agree or disagree with this phrase uh the nomination for the republican party is marco rubio's to lose jeffy pat anyone i hope what? that's not true because I, I, I would really like to consider and they're both they're, they're you know they're they're locked up in the polls and i i think cruz is in that too i mm. i I, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I, it, it I doesn't make sense right now to say that about either of them. Right. I mean, because really? obviously they're behind two other people. Right. But right. these polls this early, yeah. it's, it, it's hard to take anything from There's almost no correlation between polling today and what it turns out to be on Election Day. That is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, these things have changed so much, and they yeah. don't really start kicking in with any real meaning until mm-hmm. after the holidays. Um, so... You know, and remember, the other thing about this one is uh, Iowa is a month later in this campaign cycle than it was in 2012. It is? So, you know, if you're kind of looking at it as if you want to say, well, at this point in 2012, well, at this point in 2012, we're a month uh, closer to Iowa. So the polls were a little bit more Hmm. um, useful. It's a little bit later Hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I think Marco Rubio definitely has it. I still think Ted Cruz has a great chance of winning. I think several candidates have a really good chance of winning. But, like, if Marco Rubio were to go pretty much flawless from from this perspective out and be able to raise some money, be able to get, you know, those endorsements and all those things that happen with establishment-type candidates. uh, Well, he got an endorsement from Jeb Bush. Well, yeah, it's pretty good. That's true. That was a good one we played today. But yeah. he's been getting he's the only one getting nomination uh, endorsements right now. Jeb Bush got a lot at the beginning and then no one else really has a lot. I think Cruz has a couple of congressmen. Rand mm-hmm. Paul has a couple of congressmen. I think he has Mitch McConnell. Um, you know, you have a couple you have a few people through there, but you don't have I think that was a uh, if I scratch your back. Oh, absolutely. You need to scratch mine. I mean, only a thousand percent. You know that's what happened. You think Mitch McConnell is a libertarian? No. No. I know he isn't. No. I know he is. Yes, I know he isn't. So the whole arrangement doesn't make any sense, and that's one of the things that pisses me off so much about Rand. But, you know, Again, what are you going to do? He's still one of the better candidates. Still one of the better candidates. Triple eight seven two seven back. Maybe we should. Do you, you want to get to the uh, the Trump on his conversion to, to conservatism? I, I would, yes. Did not see this on Hannity last night, so this is of interest, I think, to us all. Will it, will it be, well, why, why am I a conservative? Because we have a country. Let me, uh, we have a country. Isn't that what he says about everything? Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a country. Uh, all right, let's see if that's his excuse here. You talked about your transition from being a Democrat to a Republican. It's and we what have a you country. said was, you know, you saw what liberal Democrats were doing to the country. You said a single payer is not going to work here. And that this wasn't really an evolution. It's, you say it's who you've always been, but you saw how bad <laughs> the, left, the left's policy, the impact that it's had on. on the country. Can you explain that maybe to some conservatives that say, well, he just recently became a Republican? Well, it's not recent. It's a long time ago. But Ronald Reagan became a Republican. You know, Ronald Reagan was a liberal Democrat. He decided, and as he grew older, and this does happen with quite a few people, he became a Republican, a somewhat conservative Republican, actually. And uh, and he was terrific. And I was a Democrat, and I was also in a city that was almost entirely Democrat. You know, if you look at 
Manhattan in New York City where I worked and had my business and started my business. And, the, you know, every, everybody was Democrat. They, the Republicans don't even run people from any offices because they have no chance. So, you know, you grow up in that environment. But as time went by, I just liked the conservative principles much more. I think they work more. I think they work better. Can't tell you a single one of them, but they work more, they work better. And as time went on, I just decided I like those. And look, I, I mean, it's called We Have a Country, okay? It's called, it's called We Have a Country. It's called we, We're $45 billion in debt to Mexico. It's called We Have a Country. It is called right. We Have a Country. I mean, you can't deny that. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, Hannity is a little bit more friendly to uh, Trump. A than little uh, bit? <laughs> a little because, bit. But, yeah. I mean, it's an legitimate question he's asking because, I, obviously, I would like to hear his answer for that, too. Well, he doesn't have one. But right, he, a he obviously Look, doesn't if, have. If one. you said in 2004 that Democrat policies just work better economically than Republican, if you voted for Barack Obama in 2008, you can't say that your conversion to conservatism was a long time ago, like Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a Democrat in the 60s. I mean, he was in the 50s. But he was a Republican in the 60s. He won the election in 1980. Come on. It was, it was going on 20 freaking years, 20, 25 years of being a Republican governor in California. He was a, a main player in the party for a really long time. He hadn't just voted for the most liberal, progressive, socialist, Marxist person in the history of our country for president. Just a year before he became Republican, shut up. It was a long time ago. No, it wasn't. And again, no specifics. He can't name a single issue that was a turning point. He can't name a pivot point. There's nothing to this guy's conservatism. Yeah, nothing to it. And let me, another thing that's key here. We talked about it with Cruz and Rand Paul specifically on the radio show, which is what is your, what's your general, like, like, for example, I am... In with, without any left to my own devices, mm -hmm. I am three times the size of Jeffy. Okay, like Jeffy is actually anorexic compared to where my mind is. Right, well, like he's I, anorexic right now compared to where my body is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's certainly anorexic compared to where his body was. Yeah, uh, there is no doubt about yes, that. Yes, he is. Uh, mm -hmm. But but it's like that's my natural inertia. My natural inertia is to eat mm -hmm. nine pizzas for every meal every day. Mm -hmm. So this pathetic thing that you see on television every day is actually me trying. I mean, that's, that's awful. But again, I'm not a naturally in-shape person. Mm -hmm. my, my instinct is to constantly eat more and more and never go to the gym. That is Donald Trump. You, the reason you oppose single-payer health care is not because you don't think it might work in America. The reason you do it is because it's a, an incredible overgrab of federal government power. You should instinctively, if you're an actual conservative, run from that idea the second you hear it. This guy not only didn't run from it, he said it was a natural birthright. He said it was a natural birthright. And then in the Republican debate, said it still works around the world. I just don't think it would work where, here. Where not it that it would not. be wrong to do here, right. but that he doesn't think it would work here. It works great in Canada and Scotland, where they have some of the worst health outcomes and wait times in the world. Jeez, I... But it wouldn't work. That is, I mean, <clears throat> it's not a guy who, he has a, a relationship to conservatism like I do to dieting. 
It's foreign. <laughs> I kind of attend, occasionally try to do it, but it's not real. Right. It's yep. not real. I'm, uh, you know, yep. I, I want to be a guy. In my heart, want to be a person who's taken out of a house with a crane because mm-hmm. they can't move me and I can't get to the bathroom on my own. Yeah, that's what I want to be. There's no question. Those are hard goals to attain. No, I think I could do it. So I, I was know. it really? I, I, listen, was it I, hard I to get to 400 pounds? I attempt, yeah, but 400 is a far cry from being craned. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got news for that's you, pal. That's true. But you okay. were on your way to, to crane. I, I mean, that was you a goal. You were on your way. It was a goal. I yeah. wanted to be craned out of my home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it didn't happen. I mean, but there's <laughs> still time. Actually, uh, we mentioned the, uh, the, the endorsement that Marco Rubio got from Jeb Bush, and here it is has, I think, is something that the Republican Party needs to have, which is a hopeful, optimistic message based Bush on before our his principles. Attacks. I'm a huge Marco fan. He's probably the most articulate conservative on the scene today and the fortitude to be a good president. So proud of his high voltage energy. I'm so proud of his enthusiasm. I'm so proud of his eloquence. I'm a huge Marco fan. I'm Marco Rubio and I approve this message. Okay, that's a little better on TV because he does he does show you that this is, you know, prior to the the yeah. attacks and he's not actually trying to pretend like Jeb Bush is really endorsing him. So it is somewhat tongue in cheek. This is him and he's showing the real Jeb Bush. Uh this is how he really felt. But now he's playing politics because we're running for the same position. It's a good ad. I I, I like that. Uh, MSNBC and uh, the uh, Daily Cup of Postum with uh, Stevie and Betsy um, talked about Marco Rubio's expenses again for some reason. We're starting with Senator Marco Rubio, who's trying to put questions about his finances to rest. The Republican presidential candidate released nearly two years' worth of charges to an American Express credit card issued by the Republican Party of Florida that were previously undisclosed. They show eight personal expenses worth about $7,200 from 2005 and 2006 that Rubio says have been repaid. It includes more than $3,700 paid to a tiling company when the senator says he accidentally grabbed the wrong card from his wallet. Another expense, a vacation that piggybacked off a business trip to Las Uh Vegas. The Rubio campaign says he paid more than $1,700 for a hotel and car rental fees after the business portion of the trip ended. We should mention that three years ago, a Florida State Commission cleared Rubio of ethics violations related to his use of the state credit card. Of this freaking witch hunt. Maybe we should mention... Yes, what are you even doing the story for then? I mean, that's Marco's point all along. Look, I, yeah, what are you when doing? I was running for Senate, right. they came after me with this. I've been cleared. It's good. I paid him back. It's all a deal. We're done. Why are we still talking about this? Oh, my gosh. That's just unbelievable. Uh, and then there's uh, the Jeb story. Now, this began, in fairness to Jeb, this began as an email thing on uh, the New York Times, I think. They asked... Uh, if you went back in time or whatever, this hypothetical question about killing uh, Hitler as a baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, would you... I, and maybe they ask this of uh, pro-life people. I don't know. I don't know what their goal or agenda is here. But I, it seems like it's an anti-pro-life situation because, well, okay, you're opposed to killing babies. Uh, would you kill baby Hitler if you had a chance and you knew who he was? Here's uh, Jeb Bush's response to that. We have a request for baby Hitler. <laughs> yes. I said if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? I need to know. 
and crazy. Hell yeah, I would. <laughs> Even if he was really cute. No, look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step up, man. I mean, that's that would be key. Problem with going back in history and doing that is, as we know from the uh, series, what was the name of the Michael Fox movies? Yeah. Back to the Future. Uh, back to the Future. It has a, could have a dangerous effect on, on everything <laughs> else. So. But I'd do it. I mean, okay. Hitler. Uh-huh. You know, the problem with saying Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> he's actually pretty likable. Yes, he's, he's pretty funny there. Uh, the problem with going back in time is you can't do it. Uh, so Right. I mean, uh, It's a stupid question. Uh, he was, the video is a lot easier, better than just the audio. Yes, I agree. He, he's laughing and joking around about it. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a great sketch about this, uh, going back into Kill Hitler. Uh, it's on the show The Birthday Boys, which is a sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go back and try to kill Hitler and, and in, in time, and they realize he's just a cute kid, and then they go back on like prom night, and he gets rejected, and they feel bad, and they keep moving up further in his life. Uh, and they can't kill him because everything he's going through is so tough. That's I will say that, that could happen. There you go. That could happen. <laughs> well, look, if you go back in time, all right, let's say right. you can abort one person and it's okay and you agree with it morally. Uh, you go back there, wouldn't you rather, as a pro-life person, have the child born and then you know maybe you adopt him and try to raise him properly? There's an interesting question, because this was the, res- the liberal to response him. to this. Because it was, would you go back and kill baby Hitler to Jeb Bush? He mm-hmm. says yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then they say, someone, uh, the left started retweeting things like, hey, well, would you go back and abort baby Hitler? Mm-hmm. Right? You'd kill baby Hitler. Would you go back to abort? Now, of course, mm-hmm. my response to that is, well, at least you're finally freaking admitting that, it's that what baby. you're doing is the right. same thing. Right. It's right. nice of you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think the answer to both, and this, I don't know this is probably controversial, I think the answer to this is both of them is no. No. Oh, you, yeah. you are guilty for no. crimes you commit. You are not guilty for things that I can predict if in the future. If you go back and you kill a baby, that's a future crime. That's right? a future that's crime. That's the minority report future crime that we all hated when we watched minority report. Right. I mean, I, I, look, he has to do it. Like, now, look, when he starts taking power and, and he starts it's doing these deal. things, it's a different thing. I have no yeah. problem with, obviously, love, uh, you know, there was, what, 17 or maybe more attempts on his life. I can't remember what the exact number were. I wish all of them were successful. Uh, and which they couldn't all be. Only one of them could be. Um, but when, that's when he's committed massive crimes against humanity. When mm-hmm. he's a kid, he hasn't done that. Right. Um, so in theory, right. if you could go back, I don't think you can kill baby Hitler. No, I, I think, think you try so. to influence him, as you said, that, would, yeah. raise mm-hmm. him right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, change his views in the bars as he's, as he's forming And then, them. as long as you have time travel anyway, let's say he turns out poorly, you go back in time again... At the right moment, right before he starts the Holocaust, you shoot him in and the head. That's when you kill him. You position yourself in the in a place where you know he's going to be. You know he's going to be, mm-hmm. and you kill him then. Because if you do it as a baby, I'm not sure I could kill him. Someone even else, could, I, I know. I'm someone else could come along. Someone so, else come along, and maybe well, you know, 20 million people get killed instead of six. I mean, I, well, look, I just it, don't know. you stop if you could stop the Holocaust, you do it. But you 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 yeah. do it after he's committed yes. crimes. You don't do it for someone right. who hasn't committed a crime. Right. And beyond that, while you're there, you grab Gray's Sports Almanac, mm. which wouldn't work because it would be in the past, and oh, then it wouldn't man. help you actually predict any future sporting That's events. Right. But you'd know all the scores of the old sporting events, right? Which would be great. Even what if we go get... back to the Big Bang Theory, what if we go back to that? We start at the very beginning of time, and you can stop it then. You can stop the whole thing before it starts, and then you don't have any death. Well, what if you go back then, and you bring a GoPro, and you filmed it, and then you can prove if the Big right. Bang was right, real or not? That's a good idea. That's, that's, Plus, I'm, I'm yeah. a big believer yeah. in just because you're thinking about a crime, that's not a crime. 
We know you're a I'm big believer you, in that. Yeah, we know you are. Here's the thing, though. You, what you should become a big believer of is if you commit the crime, it is a crime. That's mm -hmm. the one you're not connecting with. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect somewhere there. So, mm. yeah. So, hmm. This so, is a good question for a historical conquest. Yes. Uh, did they, I mean, do they cover yes. things like, would you go back and kill baby Hitler? I don't, not that I know I, of. I, I don't I, think so. Because I don't think that's historically accurate. Nobody, <laughs> no. Nobody actually did it, so. Mm. No, it's probably uh, true. However, they do have the Big Bang thing. What was it, the primordial theory of, hypothesis of the prime, primeval? primeval atom? Adam. Is that the right way? Yeah. I can't remember. I think I remember. But it came from uh, a, a Jesuit Catholic priest. That's kind of cool. Did you also know that Woodrow Wilson, and I know you do, but many don't know that he segregated government agencies, the military, and he refused to appoint African Americans to ambassadorial positions. Think how good you, you were going to be at this game, if you get it, because you've been watching this show and, and, and this <laughs> yes. network, and you're going to know stuff yes. like Woodrow Wilson. You're going to be able to torch all your friends and family members. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, they have hundreds of historical facts that you might not know featured in the family game Historical Conquest. Journey through time, you can use all real historical figures like George Washington, Nikola Tesla, the Knights Templar, hundreds more. Fascinating. And you kind of do like a battle for world domination. It's a really cool, fun game, and it uses history and can teach uh, if you've got teenagers or kids around mm -hmm. the holidays. It's a great idea. It makes it fun. You learn a lot. It's awesome, and that's why it's a big hit at homeschool conventions. And, by the way, no, it's not compliant with Common Core. So get it right now at bringhistorytolife.com. This is an awesome game. Bringhistorytolife.com. Blaze view viewers receive an additional 10% discount, too. It's really fun. It's educational, as we said. Great way to spend time with your family. Bringhistorytolife.com. Pat and Stu, you know what's uh, really driving me out of my mind about this Missouri, uh, University of Missouri situation? Their four and five record and lack of ability no, to No, that doesn't score. drive me nuts at all. Okay, I'm just man. very excited about that because they play my BYU Cougars on uh, Saturday. Well, Actually, I would have preferred to have them 9-0 and right now, but they're not. So, Wouldn't it be great, though? Do you think that BYU can put up double digits? Because that seems to be the break-even number for this Missouri yes, team. It is. If mm -hmm. you can score 10, you pretty much have the game under control. Yes, I do believe they can score double digits. And we had one game we lost nine to seven or nine to six. Well, so multiple I mean, games. So yeah, multi he scored two less games. Than one. A couple, yeah. Nine six, right? Yeah. Oh, you won, won one like at nine six and one. lost one yeah. at nine six. <laughs> that doesn't happen a lot in college football. Bad. No, it doesn't. Bad. We can't buy it. Actually, we scored a touchdown uh, last game in the second quarter so our streak has climbed back up to two quarters oh congratulations in a row a touchdown so yeah, but right we went like mississippi we state because it was 31 we went like 16? 46 or 48 quarters in a row without a touchdown oh my bad oh my bad. gosh no they did not go 46 quarters in a row without a touchdown no, i mean they went uh no because that's no, like 10 games the entire 20, season 20 in, in I mean, the last year so many games it was like five or six games i bet you so that's I what 24 think, 25 was it that many look it up um, anyway, I, anyway. I, I normally would not care about a BYU-Missouri game, other than the right. fact that I'd like to see these two guys uh, get into a, a <laughs> knife fight, <laughs> and I would like Pat to win. I mean, yeah. I think that's pretty clear. I, I tried uh, to knife uh, Jeffy earlier, but his belt buckle got in the way. Oh. 
Yeah. Wait a minute. Nice. I've interviewed 50 Dang people it. and no one saw that. How do you know who I knifed? You don't know. <laughs> Just because I said Jeffy doesn't mean I meant Jeffy. Uh, but I am now clearly <laughs> in Pat's corner. Uh, I want Missouri I to lose got this a lot game of support by 100. On my Facebook page, and by the way, thumb up me on Facebook. No, please nice. don't. Uh, <laughs> a lot of support for the Cougs this weekend uh, because of this Missouri yeah, thing. But here's what's bugging me about it. The white media just won't respect the black spaces. That's what's pissing me That's off. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yes. Can we please get the white media to respect black spaces? Because black people. For the love of heaven. It's, and here's concerned student 1950. It's typically white media who don't understand the importance of respecting black spaces. Man, um, how long have I said that? Well, you know about my bumper stickers. Yeah, yeah, I do. I've got 12 of them that say just this. You say respect the importance of black yes. spaces. That's yes. a biggie. That one's on your hood, which is yeah. a weird place it to is. put it, I would say. In 12 places on my hood because mm -hmm. I want it to be seen. Um, I will say this. Uh, as a member of the white media, mm -hmm. um, I do not respect black spaces. Um, mm. In fact, I think that people should be able to go where they please regardless of color of their skin. That's my policy. Whoa. I know that your policy is different. Whoa. In fact, you want to restrict Whoa. people's uh, movements based Whoa. on the color of their skin. Whoa. That's Whoa. not what I believe. Whoa. Yeah. Unto you. I know. It's controversial. I will give grant you. Um, let's take a look at uh, con the concerned Mizzou, Mizzou students uh, versus the media, uh, part one of this series. Okay, well then we will just block you. <laughs> you need to You'll notice a lot of these are not black go. people with yep. space, Jordan, it's their white people. You don't have a right to take our photos. don't have a right to take photos. Show me that. No, I do have the photos. I do have the right to I can't hear you. Excuse me. If you would like to take photos, you need to please give them space. Do not, you cannot be this close to them. Please. They're being close to me. What I'm saying is, you need to move back. Yes, you That's great. God, he is. I mean, I mean, I don't normally side with the media, but he's no. completely right. Completely in the right. Absolutely in the right. Doesn't do anything wrong. Doesn't get carried away. He's a little irritated, which I would be a lot more irritated than he is right now. Uh, but he, you know, nice point. First Amendment protects his right to be there as well as theirs. Uh, and here's part two of this. This is pretty amazing. Sorry, these are people too. You need to back off. No, there's no one. You know what? Back off about personal space. Back off. Leave these people alone. Keep going. Back off. You need to back off. Go. Don't push me. I know. Who is this guy? I, I, I can't take it. Who are these people? We've got this poor guy surrounded. You need to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I know that. I know that. I know that. I know you better back up. I know that. 
Don't touch us. Look at the intimidation going on here. Right. Look at that. I need to get through. No, I need to get through. And he's staring right back at him. Unmoved. That's great. Right. He's doing a Tiananmen Square. Yes, he is. Don't push me. What's your name? You're the Office of Greek Life? My name is 1950. Ma'am, you're the Office of Greek Life? My name is Concerned Student of 1950. Can I call you 19 for short? And watch this. No, you need no. to get out. You well, this need is to the get journalism no, I don't. professor. You need to get out. I actually don't. All right. Hey, who wants to help me get this reporter out of here? Mm -hmm. I need some muscle over here. She needs some muscle over here. So she's calling for the brown shirts to muscle this guy Good God. out. That's that is, unbelievable. Is that amazing? This That's is... a journalism professor. A journalism professor. Dealing with a journalist that way. Who's not, it's not like it's... You know, Good the Daily Caller has popped in for right. a, you know, like, and, you know, not, you know, like, I mean, the kids is Blaze the has popped first in kid for a hit piece. Is a, a stringer for ESPN, not exactly the Blaze. Okay? I mean, this is unbelievable treatment of people who don't deserve it. They're not doing anything wrong. And then, uh, I mean, Missouri is one of the elite yeah, journalist journalism. schools in the country. And you've got the journalism professor telling him he can't be there. Is it overstating to say that that reporter oh, there is doing something kind of heroic? Oh, I mean, I don't he, think that so. Is actually, I don't I mean, think so. It really it is. It is his right to be there. Yep. He is standing up against real intimidation. Bravely. Uh, bravely standing there. I mean, yeah. that is actually pretty impressive. It is. I, you know, we yes, played some of the audio of that and, and obviously kind of focused on the, the, uh, the awful... Um, job professor. the professor did, which is important. But mm -hmm. uh, to see that reporter stand there, that's is, yeah. that's actually really, really brave. Uh, that's yeah. something kind of amazing. I'd like to talk to that guy. Yeah. It'd be awesome to have him on. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up. That's amazing. Maybe a problem. You don't think that's going to spread to other campuses? Dude. No, I know. They just saw that it works. Why would it spread? <laughs> that just hit me. That is stupid. <laughs> it's Pat and Stu. As you just saw there on the screen, if you're uh, viewing at home on television or anywhere, I guess you don't have to be at home anymore to view things. And welcome to 1948. If you're sitting at home in your living room watching your black and white set, <laughs> you just saw it on the screen there. <laughs> uh, Jesse Ventura. Now, you talked about this documentary a little bit, didn't you, or was it, yeah, it Jeffy? Yeah, it, it was you. Um, yeah, I you saw, saw it. some of it. it was, uh, it's uh, from 538 and ESPN. It's actually ESPN Films who did this. And ESPN Why? Is, Why did ESPN? Oh, because wrestling, I guess, is yeah. I don't loosely know, I guess, a sport? Um, it's also ABC it's is really the parent not, company that runs, um, uh, that owns 538, which is the website, Nate Silver's website, does a lot of um, uh, analysis, of, you know, data-based journalism is what they mm -hmm. like to call it. Um, but they do a really cool series about kind of looking back at different things that have happened in history mm -hmm. um, and one of them was this Jesse Ventura thing they just they just released and as I was watching it it made me think of something that's happening today something hmm. very specific so let's see if we can figure it out should today. we yeah let's watch a little bit right. and uh, see if you can uh, uh, if you could detect it it's uh, from the 1998 gubernatorial election of Jesse Ventura Jesse the been, been 98 I'll get to what Hulk Hogan wants to do with the body, and that is break arms with the strongest arm in wrestling. Oh, my. 
It was ballet with violence. In every election, you get that sort of odd uh, candidate. Let's talk about Jesse the Body and his strive to the top. We hadn't had ever had anyone like him. He announced he was running for governor. He had also been the mayor of Brooklyn Park. He wasn't completely without experience. The interesting thing in his election to Brooklyn Park, though, is that he defeated a longtime incumbent. His popularity there just kind of exploded. He really came across as a man of the people. I served one term as mayor. Could have been reelected. One of the more interesting things about Minnesota is that Ross Perot had actually set up a network of, quote unquote, the Reform Party, which then became the Independence Party in Minnesota. In 1996, Dean Barkley ran for the Senate and got well, 7% got of the vote. too big a forehead. That's his showing for a third-party candidate. Mm -hmm. I served one term as mayor. Uh, interesting. So right, kind of so, a loudmouth guy. Yeah. Who's uh, a uh, celebrity. Celebrity. Comes from another circle. Not very little. In, in, in He's been with Jesse's the WWF. Mm -hmm. He's been with, worked with the WWF. Hmm. wonder if anybody else we know has worked with the WWF. Hmm. Let's watch a little more. Maybe we'll be able to detect right. it. Yeah, I'm still not two. getting uh, any correlation with what's going on today. Sort of set Jesse Ventura up going into 1998, and he was able to use that reform ticket and use that high percentage of the vote that Barkley got and was able to build on that. Jesse just kind of burst onto the scene. They didn't know whether to take him seriously. Should we just ignore him? His opponents, the Republican Norm Coleman and the Democrat mm. Skip Humphrey, both professional politicians. I was intimidated just slightly when Norm Coleman got up the first time because he was so polished. So he was polished. the quintessential perfect candidate you'd want. And then it hit me, wait a minute, you want to be the opposite of him. You want to be rough around the edges, you want to be real. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's an interesting approach. It's actually smarter than I thought Jesse the body was. <laughs> yeah. He actually figured that out, though. Hmm. I mean, that's... In 1998, that's a pretty big deal because a lot of people were thinking, you got to be a smooth politician. You have to be polished. You have to be a oh, Bill Clinton. I, I feel your pain. I, I know what you're going through. That kind of stuff was all going on at that time. And Norm Coleman is a pretty powerful force in Minnesota politics. Sure. This is, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, here's part three. Let's see if we can, I still don't know what you're talking about, though, Stu, as far as. He at least had to have enough money to put together a decent, uh, you know, commercial presence on TV. New from the Reform Party. Yeah! It's the new Jesse Ventura action figure. You can make Jesse battle special interest groups. I don't want your stupid money. And party politics. We politicians have powers the average man can't comprehend. You can also <laughs> make Jesse lower taxes, improve public education, and fight for the things Minnesota really care about. This bill wastes taxpayer money. Redirect it. <laughs> Don't waste your vote on politics as usual. Really good. Vote Reform Party candidate really Jesse Ventura for governor. We would hear how much attention people were paying to these commercials. They talked about them a lot. Not one of our ads was a negative ad against either of the two candidates. The controversial one was the thinker. I was nude and I spin around. My wife was terrified of it. But you know what wanted? Right at the end, as I go full face thinker, I looked in the camera and gave a subtle little wink. Subtle. And you can't believe how people love that. 
bizarre. Wow. So wow. And you listen to they played in the in the in the documentary Jeez. some of the debate performances, and you'd hear Norm Coleman being like, "Well, what would he do? Was he cut to?" programs by 17.4%. And then you see the other guy saying, oh, what do you do? Increase taxes. And then you see Jesse Ventura being like, I'm sick of all the politics and all the money in politics. And just kind of like these generic <laughs> thrown out there phrases that kind of just, mm -hmm. you know, sort of appeased and pleased the populist vibe. Yeah. And he was able to, uh, to rise up and actually win huh. that election. You're um, not saying it's kind of like, I'm going to make Mexico pay for a wall. No. <laughs> Definitely. Just throwing something out there as like a populist thing. No. Like, hey, yeah, they should pay for the wall. Right. Let's not worry about. Definitely. Let's not worry about how we're going to pay for that. <laughs> let's not worry about how we're going to get the Mexicans to pay for it. Yeah. Let's not worry about that. Now it's, it's called we have a country. It's, it is called we have a country. It's called we have a country. That's, um, that's what it's called. But very a lot of similarities but there. I will tell you this. Yeah, they are. There are a ton of similarities. I mean, it's the same candidate candidacy basically. But what a great ad that was with the action figures. Yeah, that yeah. was great. And think about the time, too. I mean, that's 1998. You got two little kids playing and saying very adult political things. It's funny. It's engaging. It's populist. They're saying the things that everybody's thinking. That's a great and ad. The other upside is he actually really didn't out have of to the make box. his own action figure because it already existed. Right. <laughs> Which was it probably saved the campaign a few dollars. Nice. So there you I, go. Wow. Especially in the 90s. Really I impressive. Mean, now you can actually get those things custom made fairly easily. Back then, uh, that would have been hard to do. <laughs> I could kind of see what, how he won. I actually, at the time, uh, you know, it wasn't a shot. I mean, like, it became to a level that you actually kind of expected it. Yeah. But, I mean, you think of how unlikely this is. That guy is a third-party candidate, and he rose up and actually won that election. That's got to be one of the most improbable things because of the fact that he he had very little experience. Mm -hmm. He wasn't at that point. He wasn't the conspiracy theory nut no, job that he, he is now. Nine eleven hadn't happened. Right. None of that stuff had, so had happened. So he wasn't doing any of that. He was a lot more it. conservative now, then yeah. than he is now. He at least sounded conservative. At least I don't he, know sounded he actually it. was. Yeah, I, he sounded it. No, I was, where we're at now in in the documentary, it's almost like where you're at when you watch Chris Christie say something that you love. You're like, yes. Right. I love that guy. Yeah. And then you re remember where, what kind of person he actually is. Yeah. yeah. And you think, ah. Then you remember that this is the guy right. who is the grand nozzle of the Douche Hall of Fame. Thank you. For mm -hmm. good reason. For good reason, yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, again, this, uh, this is a, maybe a lesson. Uh, if you have a candidate like yeah. this, how does it turn out in the end? How does that, how, do, you, do you later really? on feel good about it? <laughs> do, do you feel like that was a worthwhile exercise? I'm going to go with no. I go with no. Uh, I actually, really? but I do think it's one of the most unlikely uh, uh, statewide election outcomes in history. Yeah, I mean, a, a, of a major state. Yeah, too. you know, you know, well, it's not like that, that happened in I don't North Dakota. Can you put anything or Wyoming. else? Can you put anything else in that category where you can think of a guy that randomly? Al Franken, winning? maybe. Maybe Al Franken's maybe. not bad. I mean, he wasn't as big as same state too. Know. Yeah, same state. Same state. Uh, that's an interesting point. Um, I, you know, the one I would put in this category in a weird, weird way, is actually Lisa Murkowski winning in, in Alaska as a write-in candidate. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, that was more unlikely. believe that one. That was more unlikely. That's got to be probably the biggest She's a politician, though, so there's a difference. And she was a well-known name. A well-known name, yeah. but a write-in campaign a write -in. for Senate? How does that, that win? Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. It's never happened before I, I, When they history. first talked about her running as a write-in, I was like, there's no way yeah. that's going to work. And she it did. did. It's amazing. Uh, it did. Amazing. That was amazing. 888 back. More patents still coming up. You want to say that <laughs> every time you don't like an election result, you say it's cheating. I mean, clearly, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> because it is. <laughs>
Really, really good news for Jeffy on the uh, Pat and Stu show. Uh, there's a new <laughs> new report out. It says it's better to be fat all over than uh, just have a beer belly like like uh, this guy. Uh, so, Jeffy, when you're when you're fat all over, uh, you you have less of a chance of uh, early death. Then if you just have a big fat beer belly, mm -hmm. right, Jeffy? Jeffy, can you Jeffy? explain that? Yes. Well, I, you know, first Jeffy all, is fat all over. Yes, he's fat all over. He is fat all over. So glad he's fat. Nice. Wow. You like that? I a little nice rework of the uh, Dave Clark Five classic. Glad That's all really over. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was a toe tapper. That's what it is. Just thought of that for you. That was for you. Thank for you. For you. Thank you so much. So, is so this, how does this fit into your athletically <laughs> overweight persona? <laughs> Actually, not well. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't fit in as good. No, well, you, can uh, you explain how fat all over is better than just fat in the middle? Well, they're saying that your body is uh, not adjusting to the fat in your middle. And so you're going to you know, drop over dead quicker than the fat guy who's used to carrying around the extra weight. Interesting. But there are other issues. You're not buying the study, are you, Jeffy? Seems like you're not buying the study. What are the other issues? What are you, what are you, what are you alleging? I'm just alleging that I think fat people have other issues with their body. That's why, that's mm -hmm. why you know, mm -hmm. look. Yeah. I know I'm overweight, but athletically overweight is much different than... <laughs> You say that a lot. You say that a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I was being funny. I don't know that I was being funny. I love the athletically that. overweight thing. I love it. Hmm. I mean, that's why it's so different. Uh, I see. So it's athletically overweight. It's not fat all over. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. So you're saying you're the picture of health and vitality, uh, right? Oh, I didn't say that, but for people who are uh, athletically overweight, I'd say, yes, I'm right there in the, in the heat of the battle. In the heat? The heat of the battle. Of the, the battle. The, heat, the athletically overweight battle? Correct. I didn't know there was one. Oh, That's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. All right, mm. good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, researchers in Norway have found uh, these wonderful things out. Uh, Healthcare professionals speak to people about their weight can affect their doctor-patient relationship too. Yeah, I mean, if you come in and your doctor says, "Hey, fatso," uh, you you might want to lose a few lbs. Well, this is it's going to affect your relationship. Probably detected this if you're a long-time viewer. It's why we always talk to Jeffy about the fact that he's. Um, it's a word we use all the time. Uh, uh, oh, I know. It's, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, overweight. Is that what it is? Because of how respectful we are. Right. Uh, we don't like to call him fatso. We, no, we don't like to call him just Usually you know. it's uh, you're overweight. overweight. That's how a we medical put it. term. So that our relationship with you is it's so strong. Yeah.
Patton Stewart, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Back, Eight 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 Seven Two Seven B U C K. Just getting a little pissed off here because, you know, the fat all over story. Well, yeah, you were talking about fat all over, and that was when you were referring to Jeffy. Yeah, being overweight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that—that that just to remind the audience, uh, Pat was just mentioning that Jeff Fisher was um, overweight. overweight. That Why was, was that uh, making you upset? Well, because, it, you know, the Fat All Over song that I sang to you as a tribute. It's really nice. To you. Oh, that's what it was? Yes. A tribute to me? A tribute to you. Okay. That's what it was. Oh, boy, I'm glad uh, I know that now. It's actually uh, sort of a parody of uh, Glad All Over by oh, the wow. Dave Clark Five. Oh, and so then well, I started that actually singing actually hurt. That. You didn't just come up with the song no, for I didn't, me? No, I did not. No. It's, well, I mean, I changed the lyrics for you. wasn't a completely original work is what you're saying. Right. Yes. Hmm. It was sort of a rework of the Dave Clark Five classic, if you will. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Is the Dave Clark Five in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because no I believe they are. I've never even heard of them. And uh, they are. Are they really? Dave Clark Five, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Foreigner? Not so much. Not. Well, what, Clark, what, which one has sold there. more mm-hmm. CDs, records? Man, it's so close. Mm-hmm. I mean, got <laughs> Dave Clark Five so has sold uh, 19 CDs. Right. Um, it says Foreigner sold Foreigner sold just a few more than that. 80 million. 80, okay, the 80 million. That's more, now that's, and that's more. That's more than 19. Even with Common Core math, yeah. it's a little <laughs> bit more than 19. <laughs> that is so. unreal. Isn't that unreal? I mean, when you look at who's in the Hall of Fame, sometimes, it, I mean, some of them obviously belong. But there are some unbelievable And Dave Clark Five, you know, to be fair. They were fair, good, was, but are yeah, they a rock hall well, of yeah, fame I mean, the band? They were part of the movement. No. They were part of the movement. They're not the an all-time band. Stuff. They're not an all-time band. They were band. part of that whole thing. Yes, they no, were. I mean, part of it, they, they, they had, like, three hits. But glad all over. Uh, I can't name another one. Can you? Dave Clark Five. Name me another Dave Clark Five song. Well, of course. I mean, there was glad all over. And then there was? And then there was glad all over. Yeah. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. I know, but they were part of the whole deal. Part of what whole deal? Part of the rock and roll deal. The movement. So is DeBarge. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) DeBarge was not part of the whole deal. Come on. Seems unlikely DeBarge (laughs) would be in that conversation. Okay, uh, some hits. Okay, Uh, Dave Clark Five. Yeah, you ready? (laughs) Including Glad All Over. We have... um, Okay, I've got them right here. All right. Okay, U.S. Singles. Yes. By the Glad all over. Glad all over. <laughs> uh, number six. <laughs> number six on the charts. Yeah. It's a legit hit. Bits yeah. and pieces. Bits and pieces. Oh, number yeah. four. Number four. Wow. Um, I don't remember so how that goes. Do you? No. Anybody know how bits and pieces goes? Top no, t- my what grandpa you- used to hum it, but I don't remember it. Huh. Top tens? Is that what we're looking for? Uh, well, wow. hits. Okay. All right. Uh, number 11, Do You Love Me? It went to number 11. <laughs> yes. So, so far, the only two top you ten hits are me. Bits and Pieces and Glad All Over. Right. Can't you see she's mine or that she's mine? Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, came out in 1964. Went to number four. Oh, wow! See, they were um, part of the they were part of the movement. They're, they're part of the I thing. Don't, don't Jeffy, know that song, but Jeffy. that's a little before my time. How about because? 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 Just because? I love you. Uh, it's just because? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, number three. Went to number three. Okay, wow. they've had some hits. Now, they've had some hits. I like it that's like that. Four is that four top tens? Uh, three top tens. Three top tens. Uh, four top tens. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Then you've got I like it like that. I like it like yeah. that. Number seven. That's five. Catch us if you can. Oh, catch us if you can's a hit. Number four. Number four. That's six. Over and over. That's number one. Wow. Okay, maybe they belong. Okay. How many How many records did they actually? Sell? You got what it takes. 
You got what it takes. Number, number seven. He's so. still reading, Pat. Don't cut him off. And that, and that was the end of it. Okay. That's the end of it? Yeah. So what was that, like eight? Yeah, eight I mean, top ten hits. It's not bad. And they were part of the thing. That's not they bad. They were part of the whole movement. I don't know what thing you're talking the about. Movement, the rock and roll movement. So are the monkeys. British invasion. The monkeys the, are monkeys part of it. TV the monkeys show. do not belong. The Partridge family was part of the movement. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay? All right? Partridge family was not part of the movement. Yes, they were no, part of the movement. Part of oh, yes, I they were. They had hit after movement. hit in the early, early 1970. Very early. Not the 60s. 70. No, they weren't in the 60s. They were not part of the invasion of rock and roll into the United States. Is Dave Clark a British band? I don't know that they are. I think they are. Yeah. Dave Clark 5, yeah. yes, they are British hit makers. Mm -hmm. Next, mm -hmm. part of the invasion. So there you go. Uh, yeah. That's uh, completely irrelevant to what we're talking about, by the way. That's <laughs> it what is. That's what the show does. Because what we're talking about is the election factors that Glenn was talking about. Yeah, Glenn's been uh, obviously trying to figure out you know, who's going to win this election, what's going to be the big uh, determining factor as to who mm -hmm. gets the nomination, who's going to be the election. Went into a little bit of this last night. Watch. The election, I believe, hinges on these three things. Economic instability, Islamic instability, and domestic instability. These three things, one or more of these factors, will change things overnight. The candidates need to be to fill these spaces because if one or more of these things happen the american people will stop listening to anything else and they will immediately be drawn to the person who can best be equipped to handle whatever it is that is happening because all three of these i think have a chance of happening before the election and all three of these could be very very bad whoever is successful in positioning themselves as the obvious choice to handle one of these three things or all of these will find themselves heading to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I would not want to be the president of the United States because I think all three of these things are going to happen in the next five years. I think this is going to happen before the next election, and these two could very well. And let me show you. America is about to reap what we've sown. The law of averages alone is bound to come crashing down on us eventually because you can't keep piling up debt, ignoring the growing monster in the Middle East, pitting Americans against one another without suffering the consequences of those three things. But don't take it from me. The first one comes from the IMF. The International Monetary Fund is warning now about economic instability. I've been warning about it for years. The IMF came out and said the financial crash is coming. Now, of course, the IMF is trying to gain more power and more influence over things, uh, over the global financial system. You know, not, don't let a good crisis go to waste. But the reality is cheap money has flo flooded the global markets. Banks have taken advantage of this by piling up debt, and they're now vulnerable. We're stretched really, really thin. So what have we done? We've printed money. Uh, we have, so we have inflated it. Our banks are now bigger. Debt. And we already have a problem with jobs. That's our economic um, stability. We're going to see another round of financial institutions like Lehman Brothers in 2008 crumble, and it's going to get ugly this time, especially because interest rates, they say, are about to go up. That could be the catalyst. I'm not sure if they're going to go up. They're also saying at the same time they're going to jack them up, they're also saying they might lower them. 
you'll be paying you'll be paying money to put it, put it in the bank. You'll be paying the banks. That's what that'll be akin to. National debt's not getting any smaller. $18.5 trillion. Remember when $8 trillion was un-American? And our spending isn't slowing down. And I don't mean just in Washington. I mean in our own homes. Our economic pattern is unsustainable. But we just keep heading right off that cliff. So in light of these facts, who's positioned to be the best candidate during economic instability? Now, the next one is Islamic instability. Islamic instability kind of really kind of redundant. I'm going to put, I'm going to put this, Europe, over both of these. Um, the jury is still out on who people think is the best to handle this one. But there is a huge storm brewing all across Europe. Civil war is uh, raging. Um, because of Syria and Iraq, refugees are now flooding the borders. In Sweden, two um, uh, migrants approached a 23-year-old woman who was visibly distraught. She was on a park bench. They built trust by pretending to be concerned, only to lure her to a more secluded location where they proceeded to beat her senseless. And when she lost the will to fight back, they viciously raped her. Still not content, they called the friends to join in on the action. She was raped six times, and the monsters laughed the entire time. Then they left her for dead and dropped a $100 bill for her trouble. They caught these guys, so they're going to be deported. They're going to go to prison for the rest of their life. Now, no, they didn't have any ID. They were in the country illegally, so they didn't have any ID, so you couldn't prove how old they were. They claimed to be minors, and so they were sentenced to six months in juvenile detention. What do you think is going to happen in Europe? How do you think, how do you think Sweden is going to... Do you know Sweden is now the rape capital of the world? Why? Because of the migrants. Backlash is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that possible that Sweden is the rape capital of the world? And that just does not seem It sounds possible. weird saying it, but they've been promoting it everywhere. They have Bad. been, and, and obviously you as a rape expert would be able to comment on this. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I try to keep up with the leading countries of the world. You do. <laughs> do you, you do. You keep a close eye uh-huh. on where to, you know, where, where these things oh, are yeah, happening. Oh, yeah, I said keep up. I mean, separately where to, eye, where right, to travel. Um, mm-hmm. Here is uh, another clip from uh, Glenn last night as he kind of goes into this because, you know, this is obviously one of Glenn's sort of chalkboard theories, which are obviously a uh, big deal around here um, on this particular network. Uh, but really, this is an interesting one as you try to g- drill down and figure out where does this election go and how does it get there? Watch. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking at instability here and we're looking at it here. But this one has been planned by the left. The strategy of pitting everybody against each other, I think, is going to backfire first on the Democrats. They tried to adopt the Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, but then Bernie Sanders was the first to be hijacked. Do you remember this? I am an organizer that is a part of the national Black Lives Matter network. We have a message for you and a okay. message for Now, Bernie. Hillary was also heckled by Black Lives Matter, the activist last month with Hillary Clinton. The focus uh, has been on the GOP, but the real trouble brewing is on the progressive left. 
And then today, the universities. We had Harvard. They're protesting at Harvard. They want the uh, shield changed because they say that's racist. The crest of Harvard, they want that to be changed. Uh, there was another university that was in the news today with this. University of Washington just did something. Yale University is also putting out a new handbook on uh, being PC and Missouri. Students and athletes took part in a hunger strike there. Now, they were protesting the school's handling of racial issues. I, I looked at the issues. I, I don't understand. I don't understand exactly how this works. Um, there was somebody who was driving a car off campus that looked at a black student body president and shouted the N-word at him. And somehow or another, that was one strike against the, uh, the president of the university. We don't know who the guy was that was driving it. It happened off campus. I, I don't know. There were several of these. They want also the statue of uh, Thomas Jefferson to be taken down. By the way, University of Missouri, we'll take that off your hands. You're going to get rid of that statue? I'll take it here. We'll put it right out in the front hallway here uh, of our studios. Uh, but they want that taken down. So they explained on Twitter saying, the athletes of color on University of Missouri football team truly believe in, in justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere and will no longer participate in any football-related activities until the president, Tim Wolf, resigns or is removed due to his negligence towards marginalized students' experiences. We are united. Well, that's fabulous and everything. They might be united, um, but here's what really happened. It was a losing football team, so they could get away with it. Um, and the other side of that is if they would have not played, uh, the university would have lost a million dollars. If they wouldn't have played this weekend against BYU, they would have had to pay BYU a million dollars. And so they didn't want to come up with a million dollars. And so they caved. The University of Missouri's president stepped down this morning, another victim of the progressive mob. I have a hard time feeling bad for the universities, quite honestly. But you'll notice that they are eating themselves first. It's the universities that caused this. And now it will spread throughout the country. This is only the beginning. So you have Ferguson. You have Ferguson. You have Baltimore. Uh, I think you're going to have riots here and all around. So who's best to handle all this? Is it Bernie Sanders? Is it Marco Rubio? Is it uh, Ben Carson? Oops. Is it Ted Cruz? Is it Hillary Clinton? Or is it Donald Trump? You know how much I love Donald Trump. But in the minds of America, if the economy goes bad, they're going to go to Donald Trump. If Islamic instability happens, perhaps, perhaps, I doubt it, but perhaps they go to Hillary Clinton because they'll say, oh, well, she's had all this experience and her husband will be there and she was a secretary of state. I think she could equally be blamed for it. But on this one and this one, it might be the same. It might be Donald Trump. Because here and here, and I've said this since at Fox, 
the bottom is going to rise up and say, make it stop. And Donald Trump will be perceived as the guy who will make it stop. Whoever the American people trust on those three things, as situations begin to unravel, God forbid they do in the next 12 months, but if they do, people will flock to one of those guys. The entire election could hinge on one or more of these three things. Or not. Mm. Or not. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. Could I throw that out there? Mm-hmm. Or it could. Or not. Mm. Wow, that's deep. You really added a lot you to You have that chills segment. now? Yeah, I do. Chills. I do. Those because those are the two possibilities. Yes. <laughs> it's either that could happen. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> uh, two things not. from that uh, segment. One, love the idea of uh, us getting the Thomas Jefferson statue. Oh, my gosh. What a great idea we that will, was. Pr- we will display it with pride. So uh, send it, it over our way. We Please. Love that. Uh, Please. Secondly, uh, the idea that the American people... Turn to Trump for Islamic crisis, stuff? I, I don't think the, tr- the Islamic stuff, I, I would tend to agree with you. Although he's, you know, he's going to say mm-hmm. he's a tough guy. But I think you go, uh, you go with it. Rubio or Bush or almost right. anybody before Trump. But Rubio for me, would be I, really good on that. Of course, I, I'm having a tough time with that because I'm not a Trump supporter. Maybe Trump supporters think he's super tough on sure uh, do. military. Do they think that? I mean, he's tough. Do they believe that? He's, he's, he's tough he's on everything. He's powerful. Yeah. Trump just, supporters think he's. Perfect. Oh, he does. He does right. say he will bomb them or he yeah. will crush yeah. them or. Uh, but I mean, now that's like. Look, it's uh, called we have a military. Right. It's called like we have okay. a military. They're, look, that's they're more. Take it before I even get an office. I'm going to get. Well, that's right. It's going to scare the heck out of them. It's going to scare the crap out of them. Like, he talks tough on everything. So there's always going to be examples of him talking tough on a particular issue. Maybe he's right. uh, To me, he's not the guy. What I was trying to say was... What are you trying to say? Go ahead and say (laughs) it. I cannot say it. I'm trying to say it. uh, But, I mean, he often talks about... (laughs) How tough he's going to be on things. Doesn't he, though? All yeah. the time. All right, go ahead. So what were you going to say? Steve? I don't know. I forgot. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm all, I'm come on. Set. We want to hear it. Oh, yeah. come on. No, I'm done. Come man. on. Stop it. I think you get the point. No, I don't get the point. What yeah, were you going to say? figure it out. Read what the, were you going to say? Leaves. Oh, I thought you made us feel bad. <laughs> no, come on. Come on. Well, first of all, it's my job to make you feel bad. Well, so. you, I really, you really didn't because I lied. But go ahead. Oh, I'll make you feel bad. <laughs> you want me to start making you feel bad? <laughs> Uh, no, that's no point to this. Uh, Triple eight seven twenty seven. We're gonna sit back here. Don't don't go no, anywhere. Not, don't until, break. Uh, yeah, yeah, sit here all you want. No. I'm gonna walk away from the camera until you go. You can sit here. What a crybaby. Yeah, but you're gonna sit there. What happened to Ben? I'm sitting here. You guys don't talk as much about Donald Trump because you and Donald Trump will talk about the military more than I am. But what are you talking about? Right here, I have not moved. Oh my eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't get a chance Changes to do it before the break. Everything. Thank you for sharing that. I, I mean, hope that they was were rolling on it. During the that break. was more insightful than I, I I really thought you were. Yeah, because we got a little jokey there, but yeah. I think I pretty much no, solved. No, f- freaking nailed it. Everything. You know, solved all the problems of the world. If and people stuff. just understood it the way you just laid it out. Right. We didn't have time, unfortunately, uh, last break. Oh, wow. Sorry. About <laughs> then there's no time now. Uh, no, of course not. No, uh, we've we got to move about, on to other things. We're talking about the EPA, uh, right. which gave paid leave to drug and child <laughs> right. sex offenders. I am in love um, with the EPA. In fact, it sounds like a great place to work. Well, I, 
I mean, as deranged as you are, you're not exactly a child sex offender. No. <laughs> uh, the, uh, they received a paid administrative leave um, from the EPA. But uh, EPA. the drug abusers, I mean, certainly, yeah, certainly, certainly qualify. I mean, I, I don't know if technically he's abusing them. Well, Kurt, thank you. There's a fine line between using them to enhance your lifestyle than abusing. <laughs> <laughs> There is a there is a fine line there, and I'm sure you're. I'm found not sure it. the line is that fine. No, frankly, no. <laughs> no. Uh, one employee confessing uh, confessed to knowingly and intentionally engaging with sexual contact with a child younger than 17 years old. Mm. Received paid administrative mm -hmm. leave after they were arrested no, honey, on a probation no. violation in August 2013. No. Another employee placed on paid administrative leave for seven months after being arrested for marijuana possession. Now again, Jeffy, you want to you want to chime in here? I mean, marijuana possession. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so another good argument. Who has, who has, who has argument. had marijuana on I mean, your argument seems to be, come, come on. on. Come on. Okay. Stop it. Yeah, so come on, good. does that mean yeah, good on. or stop. bad? I don't. I mean, stop it. Oh, stop, stop it. it. Okay, okay. Now yeah, I understand. Now you get it. Come on. Um, <laughs> these uh, co-ops we've been talking about in Obamacare last, uh -huh. uh, I don't know, week or two, uh, how much money has been sunk into these? Because uh, 12 of them have failed. There's 12 have failed, 11 have, are still alive. The good thing is... It, More than half. It, we, haven't, we haven't paid very much money into them. I mean, as, I think... They only spent about $20,000 on this the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's a little more than that. Um, okay. Well, I mean, are we going to split hairs, really, Stu? We should. Is this what you're going to do? You're going to split this hairs? Is, this is a thick hair. That you, I'm looking, asking this. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, You're gonna say mm -hmm. that the difference between twenty thousand, mm -hmm. which is what you said, and one point two three billion is significant? Yeah, that's the real number. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's significant. One. Okay. So twenty thousand dollars. You think that's a significant <laughs> difference? I do. From one billion two hundred thirty million. Right. In fact, <laughs> okay. I would say. All right. Uh, Mr. Even if you got rid of the Zacto knife, even if you got rid of the billion, it would still be a big difference. Even if you got rid of the 200 million, it would still be a significant difference. Even if you got rid of the 30 million, it would still uh, be a significant difference. Uh, okay. Uh, even All 1 right. million is a significant right. difference from 20,000. Uh, 1.23 billion dollars. What's that? Mr. Tea Party, is that you? All right. It's very it is right? harsh. It's a harsh cut. Uh, Co-ops <laughs> in Arizona and Michigan went out of business last week. Attention Mr. Ass, Mr. Hard Ass. By the way, this says uh, Arizona and Michigan. Paging Dr. Pudding. Dr. Chocolate Pudding. Yeah. I don't know where that, okay. that doesn't uh, really figured in. But. Uh, here are the states. The chocolate pudding, though? Arizona, Michigan, uh, Utah, Kentucky, New York, Nevada, Louisiana, Oregon, Colorado, Tennessee, mm -hmm. South Carolina, mm -hmm. and a co-op that serves both Iowa and Nebraska. So while it's only mm -hmm. uh, it's 13, or 23 co-ops created, but one of them covered two states so really it's been 13 failures let me ask you this how did the new york co-op fail how did the new york co-op fail you can kind of see okay in utah in kentucky in louisiana uh tennessee south carolina maybe nebraska they didn't uh participate much maybe they uh relied on themselves maybe they they decided look this is not for me i'm not going to do it mm -hmm. go ahead and find me or whatever it wasn't explained how good does enough it to them? not work in new york that's because barack obama hasn't taken the time to explain yeah. it to people well good thank you to that's them. the problem and also republican lies just wanted to uh, point there that you one go out. republican there lies are you responsible. thank you for I, reminding me i hate republican lies <laughs> What about you guys? Do you guys hate oh Republican lies? 
more than you can passion. more than you can even understand or comprehend or begin to deal with at all in any way. Uh, that's how much. I mean, it's wow, pretty deep. More, more than than I mean, come on the the Pacific Ocean. Pacific Ocean, and they, they, that's yeah. the biggest one. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's too much. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's going to be a considerable amount on the on the high side. Deeper than a mountain, mm -hmm. <laughs> wider than a valley. All right. Let's just take a break. On the other side, we have a man who's interviewed himself, and uh, oh, I, why? It's actually an interesting why? story. We'll go back uh, to you on the other side. He did okay. what to himself? He interviewed, interviewed himself. himself. Oh, I was say yeah, no, 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 Seven two seven. Beck, it is Pat and Stu. For some reason, there's a guy who interviewed himself. I kind of like I, this story. I don't get this story. I don't know what it is. So he was 18 years old, and he recorded part of an interview, like okay. I guess asking himself his older self questions, and then waited until he was 56 to answer them. 38 years later. What? I think it's kind of a, a cool, cool idea. Cool idea. Yeah, I think so. Um, How did he? Uh, so he used like a, I don't know, a, like a eight millimeter thing or whatever. I guess at the, first? the actual answer to this is he went back in time. Did the 56-year-old thing first, and then went back in time. There's so many other things I would do before I interviewed myself, <laughs> yeah. if I could do that. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, no, actually, I guess he, <laughs> let, let's watch it. Here, here it is. Check All it right, out. let's. Especially on what do you think? Are you uh, exceedingly rich? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so, no. Are you married? Very happily married. Wow. She's, uh, she's beautiful. Oh, I have pictures. You want to see pictures? Yes. Oh my God, you're gonna love this. This is like Star Trek. Remember when we made the Star Trek movie as kids? No. Oh, there he is. Can I meet her sometime? I mean, can you introduce me? Because I really would like to, to find out just who this person is gonna be. Uh, she's, uh. She's she nice? Yeah. You yeah. meet her in, uh. What's she look like? Oh my God, she's 12 years old now. <laughs> oh. Stay away from her. Gramps. <laughs> Do you mind if I call you Gramps? Somehow it seems like you're Gramps over here. Over here. <laughs> Do you mind if I call you Pubic Beard? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, wow, he's a, here's, a, here's an unusual situation. Much better looking guy when he was 18 than he is at 56. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Is that uh, common? Much better looking guy. Uh, what wow. does he look like, at, uh, Jeffy, at uh, 18? Probably oh. worse than you do now, right? Oh, please. I mean, I've looked good my entire life. I don't know why you have to ask me that question. <laughs> let's, let's go to the Jeffy uh, uh, trying to imitate the fattest man in the world photo. And let's, <laughs> l let me hear you say that again. Um, <laughs> that, my friend, I know it's acting. Is it acting? I deserved an Emmy for that. You did do a good job on that. Okay. You look just like the fattest man Thank in the world. Thank you. I don't you know seriously how you did. It off. Because uh, we didn't use any padding. No, there was no, no padding. There no, was no. there were no special effects of oh, any kind. Involved. No special effects. No I makeup. Had to wear a hat. None. No makeup. Okay. I had to a wear a hat. hat. I had to have gloves on. Would you call a hat a special effect? <laughs> a, there yes, was a piece of had, toast involved, toast or bread, or whatever. 
Uh, let's watch part two of the guy interviewing himself. This is actually pretty cool. Are you a, a superstar or something like that? I mean, a really big... big this time. is why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. I don't have to live up to your dreams, okay? <laughs> I did some things. I've done... I have... I even brought them. Look. I wrote novels, okay? Published mm. novels. Wow. I'm pleased. I am. I'm very uh, proud of you. I haven't done everything exactly the way you wanted it. Why not? <laughs> you are such a pain. <laughs> I know a lot about you. You're a virgin. Hey, wait a minute. Here you are. No. Technically, you are. Until about a few months from now. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was there. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Wow, that's funny. really it's really funny. It's really well done, and uh, that's good. That's good. Wish I would have done that. I want to yeah. watch the whole thing, though, that's for sure. I know. I'd like to see that. So, uh, you know, seek this out on the Internet. I'm sure you'll find it. Stoney M. Schwiller? Mm -hmm. Stoney M. Schwiller. There you uh, go. 38-year span there interviewing himself. That's really good. Uh, the Secret Sister gift exchange on Facebook is um, illegal. <laughs> and uh, also a hoax. So, so which one should you not do it for? Um, that it's illegal or that it's a hoax? Um, hmm. Well, I mean, hmm. you never want to be stupid enough to do something that's a hoax, right? True. Right. Are you you're behind this particular one, Jeff? True. No, I'm just saying you oh. don't want to ever be involved in something that's a hoax. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if you've been on Facebook, Instagram recently, you've noticed this secret sister going around the game, which is uh, kind of really going mm -hmm. wild on social media. Promises that if you buy one gift for a stranger, you will in turn receive as many as 36 gifts back. People, of course, nice. are signing up for this. This game becomes more power, uh, popular. Many social media users have posted they have started receiving gifts from their secret sister. Um, but, of course, it's uh, just an old scam. Uh, really old scam. According to the U.S. Postal scam. System uh, Service, it's also illegal. Trend mm. was first noticed by a scam alert site Snopes, which mm. investigated the matter after it began to surface at the end of October. According to Snopes, the Secret Sister movement is the latest version of a chain letter hoax that has been popping up for years. Uh, BuzzFeed uh, reports that uh, mathematically, that by the time the hoax got to the 11th round, everyone in America would have to be involved in the scheme for it to deliver gifts that it promises. Yeah, but if you get in early. Right. And here's what I love, Why too. Why is it illegal, though? That's, that should not be illegal. Here, here's what I love, because they all say it. this. It's really easy. I already sent my Secret Sister a gift. Uh, so it's obviously a lie. I bought from a local artist on Etsy and had it shipped right to my new friend in Michigan. So simple. Not a scam, I promise. I mean, that sounds convincing, right? Because you're thinking, Especially well, it's somebody you know. this is a scam. Yeah. And yet they tell you, no, 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 this is no, not a scam. Not. It's so easy. It's not a, it's not a scam. I've already done it. I was skeptical at first, it. Pat. But in, right. then it happened to me, and I got 36 gifts from Etsy. Well, I was, I said this could never happen to anyone. And then she said to me. No, this is a different site. You're, you're oh. This story oh. comes from one of Jeffy's okay. sites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so stupid. I will say that I don't think pyramid schemes should be illegal. Am I going to be the one that's, I don't think they should be. No. I think they should be legal. Wow. Amen. I mean, if you want wow. if you're dumb enough to get involved in it and you can get in on the ground floor, it does work for a few mm. people. Get in early. Uh, at the top of the pyramid, get in early, as Jeffy always says. Well, it's like multi-level marketing. Same right, deal, it's right? the same freaking thing. Uh, in I mean, how many ways. people make a fortune uh, from Amway? Uh, I respect their company, bless their hearts. But how many people are making a ton of money from Amway? Every Amway representative, 
I've ever known in my life, and I've known many, uh, have made at the most 150 a month. Well, they're doing. You know, you know those. Nobody's been are. able to retire on it. Nobody's been able to buy a big fat house. Nobody's been able to quit their main job. Nobody I know has had that ever happen to them. I feel sorry for them. They're not doing it right, but that's okay. <laughs> so you on Amway. Are doing incredibly well? I'm not on Amway. No, you're not. Okay, so then what are you that. talking about? He was rejected by Amway. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a Amway lie. Amway has a really high acceptance rate, but they rejected <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> really high. Yeah. Like 99999 <laughs> Infinity. Yeah, you're the one. Yeah, you're and the A lot of people have one. described you as a zero uh, over your life. So, oh, and yeah. it's accurate. Oh, yeah. And it's accurate. It's entirely accurate. No, because I'm at the point one. There's a one at the end. But yeah, if you're if you're dumb enough to fall for the the uh, Prince of Nigeria thing or whatever that is. Uh, if you're dumb enough to fall for some of these, well, I things, think there's a lot. Whatever, there's a lot because you're right. If you're dumb enough, there is sort of a uh, Darwinian uh, principle that plays out. However, there, there However, are people who need to be protected, like the elderly. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the issue here is if you are scam, like the Nigerian thing is a scam. Yeah. They are promising something they do not deliver. A pyramid scheme. It's not a scam. It's a scheme. Well, this isn't <laughs> apparently even happening, though. Right. right? This is a little it's a bit hoax, different. But so they're saying different. it's illegal because if I like if I send something, if I send out a, a thing, I'm supposed to get 36 back. I mean, look, that that's not going to happen. Um, that's a and, and that's an actual scam because you're not getting the 36 things. Mm -hmm. um, however, if someone promises you if you can sign up 10 people to this service and and uh, you'll get X amount of goods, if they can deliver on that, then it's not a, it's not a scam. It's a scheme. And schemes are different than scams. Jeffy? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, something I said that Jeffy... 100% correct, Stu. <laughs> well, I've got to rework this position. 100%. When Jeffy agrees with you... you right? We, you want to rethink. The typical thing you do is just bail on the position. Yes. Even if you don't know what position <laughs> yes. you're getting into, right. you just get Why out of it. Why would you bail on something that you're 100% right on? It doesn't make any sense. Mm, yeah, it's because you're, you're, you're the one agreeing with me, Jeffy. <laughs> See, what we look at you as a negative. Mm -hmm. Like... Mm -hmm. People say, hey, it's good. At least Jeffy agrees with you. No, that means no. you change your position. Like exactly. I used to be, uh, you know, if Jeffy ever was a legitimate conservative, for example, I would, I would go Democrat immediately mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. I would know I was wrong. You know, I would know that the conservative position was wrong. Like maybe it is time for higher taxes. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% conservative. Yeah, well, we know you're lying. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm 100% conservative. <laughs> Look at your face. Is it, is that a lying face? <laughs> Again, uh, we talked about this a little bit on radio. How, um, how did you get married? Which time? Either. Pick one. Either. How did I mean, happen? your first wife is no longer around to defend herself mm -hmm. or to explain herself. So uh, maybe we get she Amber ever... in here one day and say, what the hell was going through your mind? <laughs> yeah. What was going through your mind? Was there a moment where... Uh, if I ever go home some night and she's actually there, I'll ask her. All right, I got to share this because before oh, yeah. we go to break, because this is a fun story. And I've talked about this, I don't know how many times, not quite as many right? as Piltdown Man probably, but many. A lot. My theory has been for a long time, and it's based on some things I've read and some things that we've talked about and things I've heard from oil people. Right. And I have come to the conclusion for myself. I don't try to, I don't try to force this down anybody's gullet. You have, though. Although I have. 
<laughs> so I guess on, national, I do. on national television. I guess and I radio. do on radio and television. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, two gigantic mediums with millions of people. Uh, and I'll probably later try to do it on Facebook. Oh, you'll definitely. Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, and see how many people I can reach doing that. But uh, there's some scientific proof now that, as I have said for years, ever since I was in Houston, oil is not ever going to be a peak resource. It's never going to hit its peak. It's never going to run out. We will. It's a renewable resource Amen. of naturally occurring goo. There, I said it. So that what. I said it! What's your proof to that? Well, sciencemag.org. Mm -hmm. So scientists yep. under, have said now. <laughs> I like that. I like that's yeah. your appeal to authority. Though. Yes. So science, scientists mm -hmm. have now said that well, That is under, a legitimate science site. It is. Yeah. Under high pressures, water can react with surrounding rock to make diamonds and oil. Huh. These are just two consequences of a new picture of water's versatile chemistry in the mantle. The deep earth water model is showing that under extreme pressures down to 200 kilometers, so what is that, like 150 miles down? 140? Uh, you know, I'm not a metric think, conversion Is that guy. where it's uh, several million degrees? Yeah. Several million, million degrees. Wow, okay. uh, water can dissolve many ions and host unexpected new reactions. It's replacing a geochemical framework published in 1981, which made predictions for water-rock interactions, but only down to 15 kilometers. So... They only went down 8 or 10 miles the first time, and so they didn't find this reaction. But now, the idea that oil can, that now they believe, okay, under really high pressure and a lot of heat, the oil reacts with the, with the rock and create, or the uh, water reacts mm -hmm. with the rock and creates oil. Now, obviously, that's controversial. Why? Because it's long been assumed, haven't proven this, but they assume that uh, that uh, oil arises through the compaction of the burial of organic matter, obviously fossils, fossils of leaves, fossils of dinosaurs, fossilized stuff becomes the goo. Well, now this shows, yeah, maybe not. Hmm. Maybe not. Is this our pet story segment of the day? I love it. Is that where we yes. are? Yes. Because if I, if you've got the the water turns into oil, because I think this is interesting. Let me ask you one update on your on your personal theory. All right. Uh, would you say that uh, that the the old um, explanation of fossils and such is not a, a part of the oil picture, or would you say it's also part of the oil picture? So there's the fossils mm. and also it's a good question. The, the rock. So like some, I have so, not, it's a question I've not contemplated. Oh, wow. So can we get a you future could, update you when could, you go through yeah, this? Yeah, I will. I'll, okay, let like me think about that. Because I think that's an think interesting. My initial reaction is, yeah, it could be. Yeah, why maybe. Not? Why, not? why not both? Right, why not both? That's interesting. So maybe that's what we were finding initially mm -hmm. are some of the fossilized oil reserves. And maybe we thought, okay, well, these are going to run out. And then the other goose started popping up. Or we started finding these reserves of it. I like that. Let's, let's look into this. No, I like this it. Is, this is I'm open-minded enough to think maybe it's both. That's interesting. All right. Unlike other scientists. Right. Exactly um, right. Let me give you uh, my pet story of the day then. All right. Jeffy, if you have a story that you've been sitting on today and want to get to, this would be a good time <clears throat> if you want to get it prepared. Uh, this, uh, the new study comes out today. Of course, if you've been sitting on it, it's dead. It's dead. I mean, wow, the story's dead. <laughs> been sitting on a story, man. Yeah. That story is so dead. It's the most dead element in the universe. <laughs> That's a very good point.
<laughs> uh, new study out today. Why? Why? Uh, Low-calorie drinks like Diet Coke do uh-huh. help with weight loss and could help people try to lose weight more than water. Now, let me ask you this. More than water. Let me ask you yes. this. Mm-hmm. Do you bring up Diet Soda stories more than pill dumb men. It's very possible. That's it's why I said it's our, pe- it's our pet story. It's section. close. It's, it's, yeah, well, I like it. It's something I, I really like care it. about. <laughs> yes, and you really care about Piltdown, man. Because you drink and oil coming from from rocks. Because <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> is Probably a- makes more sense that you care about uh, the diet soda. <laughs> it is you affecting my life a little more. Yeah, than it is. <laughs> what does it matter where oil comes from? It's just interesting. It's just interesting. Although I do agree with you, it is important. In yeah. fact, if would you be able to drill for it? Why do we never hit peak oil? Well, this is natural. What are the possible it's, if it's a renewable resource, we don't have to worry. Well, I, unless you're worried about global warming from it, but otherwise, just keep pumping it, man. Mm-hmm. Just keep using it. Now, now, don't step on my pet story time. Okay, with your pet yeah, story sorry. time again. Sorry, sorry go uh, ahead. Okay, so here's the summary at the uh, at the end. The authors show on, from the study on, on average, people saved between 75 and 514 calories per day in substituting uh, low calorie sweeteners in place of sugar in foods and drinks, mm. which is a big amount. Yeah. Um, the authors demolished the nutra myth that low calorie sweeteners encourage a higher sweet food intake and hence more calories. Um, and in fact, the opposite is true. Low calorie sweeteners will help you control your weight and not uh, make you gain weight. They also contribute to protecting your teeth as well. Come on, that just makes sense, right? It just makes sense. The only the only addendum I would say is, do they cause cancer? Uh, and your no. response to that would be probably no. not. No, but still, right? Hey, look, I for, I am in. On do they the, cause any adverse health problems? I believe the answer to that to be is no. no. And, and there's no evidence of that. But how, I'll give you this. I am fully in on the idea that water and rocks combining causes oil. <laughs> okay. So if I'm right. there. No, I, you're right. It's I only think, fair. I think you have it's to only be fair. pro. NutraSweet, <laughs> I'm in. All right. Saccharin. Exactly. I'm, I'm I drinking double, it by the bucket. Triple the saccharin. <laughs> I want all saccharin. Uh, Jeffy, do you have a spoon story? Or what uh, cutlery are you going to be covering today? Uh, we're going to be covering sporks. Sporks, sporks. okay. <laughs> and I believe that they're using uh, inferior plastic okay. to create uh-huh. the sporks, which Dang is why they them. break and they do not last while using. I think that's a good theory. Now, is that a scientific study? Or that is, is that... a scientific study. But it's a good theory. ScienceMag.org or? Well, but, uh, well. Yeah, it was a .org site. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. All right, that's, that's good enough. Part. All right. More patents do come up. <laughs> We should consider a, a pet story uh, segment. A pet story segment. Maybe once a week. I love that. I did have one. Short on time, Jeff. Less than two minutes, but uh, you, okay. your, your pet story you pet was not story, actually about sporks. No, a, a no, it was not. It was about uh, Mikhail Lesson, who is a close ally to the Kremlin and Vladimir Putin, was uh, found dead last week in Washington D.C. Eh, just found dead in a hotel room. So in what Washington he, D.C. In Washington, Did he die of a heart attack? Or? Uh, they say a heart attack originally. Uh, oh, and the, you seem to be skeptical. Come on. You're now. saying the CIA killed him, the NSA, I'm saying, I'm the saying, FBI, the NCAA. If it was somebody. a heart attack, it must have been brought on by something uh, that's provided here in America, like, I don't know, hookers and drugs. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. No one knows why he was here. 
At least they didn't uh, this past Friday. No one had said we don't know why he was here. They didn't even want to admit that it was him until they were pressed on it. And then they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Well, okay, there's Our a couple possibilities then if you're going to get into conspiracies. Maybe he was here to defect and the Russians killed him, the FSB or whatever they are now, instead of the KGB. That's a possibility. Or maybe we see here clandestinely for Russia and the CIA, NSA, FBI, NCAA killed him. Possibility. Mm -hmm. and he's been in and out of the States mm -hmm. a few times, so he could be, you know, he could have found a, a lady that you pay for their right. services that he really liked. She put on some poison some lipstick time. and kissed him. Well, and... I wouldn't I would necessarily say that she killed him that no. way, but she may have, you know. Oh, I've seen James Bond. I know how that's done. You right. can't fool me on yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, she may have, you know, him. Or here's another possibility. Out. Tired of uh, out? Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> Have you considered this possibility? He actually just had a heart attack. It no, was a naturally that's a People don't have, have people yeah. don't have heart attacks in the